happy Wednesday, beautiful people. Happy Wednesday. I, I am delighted this morning because I'm, I had such a good night last night. Let me tell you. Oh, Lord. I had such a good night last night. I don't even know how to talk about it. It was such a good night. So anyway, I, uh, I, I kick off the afternoon at uh, the Beinecke catching the signifying, uh, uh, what, what do they call themselves? It was really, really good. Good jazz, such good jazz. It went a little longer than I wanted it to, so I had to bounce. Because you know, uh, it was there. Darn it. Uh, so I was at the binding. Good morning. Welcome to Love Babs, Love Talk. Babs, we're all sleepy. Did I say that already? <laughs> I don't know what I said. I said something. But anyway, uh, welcome to the show this morning. And to the new listeners who are tuning in for the first time, strap in. Because, you know, we, we go for a ride on this show. We go for a real ride. And, uh, well, not every time. But I don't think I have a guest. If I do have a guest, it'll be at 1015. Paul Bass is somewhere on these streets looking to do word on the street. You know how we do. We cut in for word on the street. Out there checking out folks. See what they're talking about in New Haven. See how they're feeling about New Haven. Uh, and it's one of our, our most favorite, favorite, um, uh, one of our most favorite things. And uh, I love it. So he's out there scouring these fine streets in New Haven for some citizens to tell us what the word on the street. But anyway, I was at the Beinecke yesterday. Um, it was really, really good. I enjoyed myself so much. Uh, I'm trying to find the doggone... Uh, I'm trying to find the doggone thing that I was at. Ugh. I cannot stand when I cannot do this. <laughs> This is really on my nerves. Yeah. Anyway, jazz yesterday at the Beinecke. It'll come to me or I'll find it and I'll talk more about it. And after that, I ran over uh, and picked up a gift from a uh, uh, young woman uh, who don't like roses, who doesn't like the scent of roses. I do. I'll take it off your hand. Because, you know, I belong to the um, Free New Haven vibe. So people are always putting stuff out that's free and, uh, and they ask people if they want it. So I saw it was a whole gift thing. I was like, oh, I want that lotion, soap, the whole thing. Rose. I just bought some rose soap when I was in Marrakesh for my 60th birthday, which was really nice. Uh, so I got rose smell. All I love rose smell. I don't like smelling like food. You know how people buy stuff that they want to smell like, you know, chocolate layer cake. I, I don't want to smell like food. Ooh, I would like to smell like flowers. So I get, I, I picked that up on my way to Tavern on State to hang out with Susan Cleanout and her husband, Terry, who couldn't be nicer people. Couldn't be. I spent time with Susan. I, I, would, I was already in love with her. Like I was already in love with her. I was already in love with her. And uh, her husband wanted to meet me because I guess she'd been talking about me so much and he was nauseated by it and said, okay. <laughs> so we, I get so we get to Tavern on State. You know, Tavern on State is supposed to be this highbrow, little highbrow kind of restaurant. Charming, next door to Cave Van, which I, I should have stuck my head in and said hi to them. 
But you know, if I stuck my head in coffee, then I would have had to have a glass of wine, and I wasn't doing it. Um, so we had a wonderful, wonderful dinner, and uh, and it was wonderful trying to manipulate the menu so that I could eat. The food was good, though I must say, mushrooms. Ah, had some mushrooms that were amazing. Uh, we had jardinier mushrooms and some other appetizers, which was really, 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 really good. Oh, sweet potatoes. You know, I said to them, I said, you know, I don't like white folks messing with sweet potatoes. But these sweet potatoes, they were roasted up uh, with onions and little nuts. It was it was delicious. The cocktail was bleh. But, but we drank a couple of bottles of Sancerre. I was happy about that. I was drinking a couple of bottles of Sancerre. It was really nice. Oh, you know, we were kicking it. We talking. We laughing. We getting. I'm getting to know her husband. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. They 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 tell me their little love story. His version, her version. <laughs> I mean, they are. Be- they, first of all, they're very beautiful looking people. So when you sit there with them, you you're struck by how beautiful they both are. They're both very beautiful people. Um, uh, so, so, so that just adds to the fun of them because even though they're such beautiful looking people, physically beautiful looking people, they don't act like beautiful people. They act like beautiful people. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, so we had a wonderful dinner and then I have to get to this part. She gifts me this crazy artist woman. You see this? This is me. Wait, let me put my face. Do you, that, do you see that is me? That is me with a little bit of purple hair. And, and then if that's not enough, gold for the shimmer. It's a vessel. I, I'm still crazily stunned by this. I don't even know. How do you think somebody like this? Like This is like the second time in my life some world famous artist captured me you know first it was Katora Kentora uh, when she was at Next Haven and now all around the world and she created a likeness of me um, for her her exhibition at Next Haven and then the damn thing sold I went to New York and the, I went all the way to New York to the gallery to see my likeness in a gallery in New York on Museum Drive you know and then the damn thing sold. So I'm never going to probably see the, that likeness again, but I took a lot of pictures of it. So here we go. Another world-class artist, Susan Clinard. Now, I'm going to tell you something. An artist of this caliber creating a piece of work as a gift is no small feat. Because if I commissioned this, I wouldn't be able to afford this. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I, there was no way I could dance on enough tables and swing on enough poles to, to, to pay for this. So it is not lost on me, the, the worth of this. And, and she, she put her name on it, like, right, right. This is one of my, so now, so, it, my brother's gonna come over here and he's gonna be like, that's me. I'm, like, he's gonna think it's him. I'm like, no, that's me. We look alike. 
and I'm older than you. Don't make me cut you. <laughs> oh, no word on the street, Paul. Okay. All right, Paul. Okay. No word on the street. We'll, we'll see about it tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know. Do you see this? Look at this. That's me. Like, she was on the internet, like, looking through my, looking at me through the pictures that I post. I'm side by side. You see, that's me. You know, I don't care. It doesn't need to have glasses. She was like, oh, I couldn't make the glasses. I already made glasses and sculpture. Girl, sometimes I'm, I'm a lot of places without glasses. I, I like this. So anyway, so the card, I'm going to read it out loud because y'all need to be privy to this level of greatness. So this is a beautiful card. And y'all know I'm a paper junkie. So I'll have this card to the end of my life, right? You know, my kids will have to figure out, do, I, do we throw this Susan Clinard card out after 50 years? So a vessel. So this is a, this is a vessel. It's a, it's a, it's a vessel. It is a vessel. And it's got gold shimmer in it, which I And it's on a pedestal. I don't know how she had the time to do this. A vessel, a sacred container of all things that shape who we are. The concave shape is a reminder that you collect and absorb all those precious and painful things that life has given you over 60 full years. But what is unique about you, Babs, is that you choose to keep filling that vessel with life's possibilities. You let that inner golden light be your guide with love, Susan. I, I don't know any nicer damn words ever on the planet said to me. I, I don't know of any nicer words. I, I don't know any nicer words. So Susan Clinard, I don't even know. I don't thank you. I would say this to people when I'm in when I'm when I'm in uh, uh, groups and stuff, and I always say, you know, the 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 greatest prayer that God loves most is thank you. The greatest prayer that God loves most is thank you. Thank you, Susan Clinard. I it, and. You know, and I'm not suggesting that that's not enough for God. So therefore, it's not enough for you. I'm just saying I'm quite overwhelmed and moved. And uh, and this place will. Uh, and, and, you know, as I am thinking about uh, uh, as I'm reading the book about spells and building an altar, uh, this is this is this begins my altar. This be, this begins my altar. This begins my altar and everything that I put around it. This is just now. I, I was already, you know, outdone by the by the woman in the boat, which I love, 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 and it's in my hutch with my books. Um, but I, this right here is just some other next level brilliance. I mean, it's just, it's 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 me. Do you see that it's me? Like that is that's that's me. And her husband, listen, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of white people all the time. And some of them I can't tolerate talking to because they're stupid. But then every so often, I talk to white people 
who is just an absolute joy to talk to because they're not defending anything and they're not asking me about my blackness. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not asking me about my, you know, tell me about your blackness. They're not doing that. We, we were sitting on their back deck, which was really, really nice and comfortable because they invited me back. He invited me back and said, I got some cigars and some wine that I like to drink with your cigars. I'd like to share with you. Cool. Because I smoke cigars. And Susan said, Bad smoke cigars. Oh, come to the house. I came to the house. We sat out there on the back porch. They put some jazz on. This is a jazz house because the, the young son is a musician. And uh, jazz, is his, his, uh, jazz is his thing. You know, he's into it big time. He loves it since he was a little, little wee one. So anyway, we're sitting on the back porch. Got comfy chairs. Um, the music was so incredible. And, you know, we smoking cigars, drinking some liquor, drinking some wine. And uh, just talking, talking about just New Haven and the university and, and the world and, and music and, you know, and people and the plight of people and uh, where, how he grew up in the world. And, uh, you know, and I mean, it was just, I'm telling you, it was in the both of them. You know, and sometimes when I'm with couples, sometimes wives get a little jealous because I'm super friendly and 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 I can engage. I like to engage men energy. You know, I talk to them like they're humans and they talk back. So sometimes women can get a little jealous with that. Like you talk to her the way, but you didn't talk to me. Like I got none of that from Susan. She was just so happy that we was just all chatting it up and that her husband was engaged in the conversation and we all was again. And then the son came outside and he jumped in the conversation and we, I engaged him in conversation about, you know, what is he about? He's going to Oberlin because, you know, music and all that kind of stuff. And, and then the, the older son came back cause he went running somewhere and he was exhausted. <laughs> so I, if he engaged in the conversation for a hot second, uh, it was just wonderful. It was just, it was just, it was just, it was one of those nights where this is, this is how you know you're grown up. It was a grown up night. It's one of these nights where, you know, this is how, this is the kind of life you want to live. You know, you want to have good company. You want to have good food. You want to have good drink and you want to have lively discussion, you know, and sometimes the discussion was serious and sometimes it was frivolous. And that's, and that's what makes for a, a good time, right? That's what makes for a good time when you come and there couldn't have been more hospitable, unbelievably hospitable i enjoyed myself i'm i'm going back i'm they might just come home some nights and see me sitting on their deck <laughs> he'll, be like, he'll be like hey susan bass sitting out back okay <laughs> send her a glass of wine we'll we'll be out there shortly <laughs> thank you susan clinton now i gotta go see her gallery because you know she's packing it up and I, I got the good, I'm going to get over there sometime this week. So Susan, if you're listening and you might be, or you might listen later, or I'll just text you. Um, let me know when I can come see it. I got some time. I, I could, uh, tomorrow I can't do it. Uh, I could do it tomorrow. You let me know. Definitely Friday. Sometime after one o'clock. All day Friday, I'm free. Yeah, after one o'clock. So, so yeah, so. So that was my night. The tavern, although although our, our waiter was a little much, you know, he I don't think he I just felt like he didn't like us. 
you know. Oh, and then another sweet treat. Nicholas Dowdorf was in there with his sweet children. They're such beautiful looking children. They had like otherworldly beautiful looking children. So his son um, just finished seventh grade and is going on to eighth grade next year. And his daughter, B, who I have a great affinity for, you know, they were just hanging out, having, having eaten in a fancy restaurant, but they, but they were having burgers. I was like, burgers? <laughs> He's like, yeah. We, we come to a fancy restaurant and you have fancy burgers. <laughs> so I snapped some pictures of them. I sent them to him last night. Oh, so he's just a lovely. And so I announced to the managers, well, you know, you've got famous people in your restaurant tonight. So you got Nicholas Davidoff, author, writer over there. And then you got Susan Clinard, world-renowned uh, sculptor here. He's like, yeah, I'm starting to figure that out. And I was like, I wanted to say, have your weight staff back a little better. But I didn't say that. I'm glad I got to go to the tavern. And, I, and it's, it's, listen, it's not cheap. You know, last time I was in tavern, it was C.O. Jones. And I was in C.O. Jones. I think I was in there for my, my brother and I and some, and some friends. He, we were celebrating my birthday in C.O. Jones. This is a tequila bar. They, they were uh, ranked uh, one of Playboy's favorite tequila bars, C.O. Jones. Cajones. <laughs> Cajones. Cajones, Seal Jones. So, uh, so, 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 being in there and it's all tricked out for the tavern, I was like, okay, tavern on state. All right. You know, I get it. Cute, charming, nice. People were inside, outside. It was great. I don't think I waited like this, though. So, you know, but that's neither here nor there because the company was fabulous. The company was fabulous. So coming from here to a little music and uh, coming from here to a little music last night, which was beautiful in the early part of the evening, to picking up a, a gift of rose soap stuff, having dinner with lovely, lovely people, you know. And I'm, they coming on the porch. They coming in the hood. Y'all can come in the hood, sit on the porch and kick it. I'll make sure I have some good cigars for him because they have good cigars for me. Make sure I have some good cigars for him. And then uh, uh, and pour some good wine. So, and, uh, and we're a fellowship. <laughs> we're a fellowship. We're a fellowship. And uh, kick it like that. So, yeah, we had, a, I mean, it was, it was, last night was one of those adult nights. It was, it was, I mean, I'm grown up everywhere. I'm grown up in all my spaces. But last night was like, this is how you want to be with people. You know, you want to, you want to have a good time and, you know, have various conversations and you want to hear their opinions and you want to talk to them and have them talk to you and, you know, and, just, and it's relaxed, not stressful, it's relaxed. And the night was wonderful, it was a wonderful evening. I just enjoyed it so much. So thank you. Thank y'all, Clinards. Y'all are the best daggone people, you know, for transplants. Y'all are fabulous people. So, so yeah, so it was good. It was good. Uh, I missed the uh, Elements fashion show. Ife was in it, modeling some Morocco garb. I saw some video. I was like, oh, shoot, get it, Ife. And then uh, I, I, I didn't see the whole fashion show. People just showed a little bit of everybody's look. So, so that was good. So tonight, um, the Poetry Slam is on the green. But mm, 
dark clouds are moving in and they're saying um, dangerous thunderstorms. So the, the folks who are planning this, I hope they're listening to the weather and, uh, you know, because they were like, oh, well, you know, it's under the tent, it should be all right. Not if it's windy and, and dangerous thunderstorms, we're not going to be all right. So we'll see. Uh, I guess they'll make some real decisions uh, at midday, you know, sometime after two o'clock or whatever. It was happening. You know, see if it's fit for anybody to be on the green with the crazy weather. You know, otherwise we'll find another time to do it. And and it's hard to do that when you've got a a, a festival going on. You got a, you know, you got 50 million acts, right? Like you got 50 million events going on, you know, like all these balls in the air. And then, you know, if one ball gets out of play, how do you get it back in play? Yeah, glad I'm not on that. So, yeah, so that's what I got to do. And then I think we have, um, uh, you know, because we're doing a, uh, a homecoming, a, D a Divine Nine homecoming. So I think we have one more rehearsal. So I don't know how that's going to go with the weather either. So that might be a Zoom conversation. We'll see. Somebody will, somebody will make some decisions. I'm not in the decision-making crowd on, on, on any of these things. So I, I'm, I'm pleased by that. But anyway. It's a good day. It's a good day in the neighborhood. I, I got I got a birthday present. It's me. <laughs> Do you see it's, it's me. It's me. It's me with purple hair. Oh my God. Immortalized. Ain't no friends like the friends I got. Ain't no friends like the one I got. Oh yeah, I feel pretty damn good. So anyway, it is a Wednesday morning, middle of the week. Uh, right now, the weather looks pretty good out there. It looks bright. Uh, I feel good, although I could have slept another hour this morning. I'm not kidding you. Uh, ate good food, drank good well. I had some halibut at uh, at the Oak Tavern with some, some kind of beans underneath it and all kinds of other stuff in it. Mushrooms or something. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. And, you know, I'm like getting in the cook without butter. <laughs> Because, you know, butter, I mean, I'm a chef by trade. So butter gives you a nice flavor to everything, to anything, you know. Uh, so when they have to, like, not use it, I know they're like, what? <laughs> so if you if you can't cook without butter, you're not a cook. Because but I think butter is a shortcut. You have to figure out how to get that good flavor out without butter. Seriously. You've got to sharpen your skills. Butter, I think, is a cheat. I love. I used to love butter when I could have it forty years ago, you know. But there, there are good plant-based butters that give you that same effect, the same feeling, same goodness of butter, you know. And you, you sort of learn when you, when you, when you have this kind of severity of allergy, uh, you learn how to cook, you learn how to eat, you learn, you just learn. It's not hard. I mean, it, it was hard in the sense that you have to re -educ you have to educate yourself on all things, what are things called, because, you know, uh, people who make food goods play fast and loose with ingredients and what ingredients are called. You know, can you imagine, you know, how hard these, uh, these food producing entities work uh, to not put the, uh, the ingredients on labels and stuff? that it had to become a law and they lobbied long and hard to do it. 
McDonald's. I mean, I'm talking about just about everybody who, you know, they didn't want to share their ingredients, not because they thought competing competitors would steal it and copy, but because they knew they was playing fast and loose with ingredients and they didn't want to have to come clean about some of the trash that they were putting in ingredients in our food. And, you know, when you have watchdogs out there who will tell you, why are you putting formaldehyde in ketchup? You know, stuff like that. Like, why are you, why are you using lighter fluid in, you know, in, in, in taco sauce? Like, why are you, you know, I'm just making this up, but it's equally that dangerous and that, and that ridiculous. So if you didn't have watchdogs out there who scrutinize and fine tooth comb things, you know, these corporations food, I don't think they have our best interests health-wise um, in, in their in their sites. Um, and they can say whatever they want. They, they can say whatever they want. It, but I'm with James Baldwin. I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. I'm in that camp. So when I hear about somebody being reluctant to put ingredients on product packaging, I find that corporation suspect. Because I'm gonna think you wanna do harm because you wanna sneak some mess in and you don't wanna be held accountable for it. That's how I think. Now, I'm not saying my thinking is right or correct. I'm just saying that's how I think about this mess. So I have to, so I have to find to comb ingredients because they don't just call milk milk sometimes it's called natural flavors sometimes it's whey sometimes it's casein sometimes it's caseinette sometimes it's lactose sometimes it's all kinds of other things but milk right is what they call it so i have to i have to be you know uh, I got to be Columbo. <laughs> and I got a sleuth. <laughs> you know, I got to be uh, Agatha Christie's Miss Marple or Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot. I got to sleuth these ingredients <laughs> because I pay a heavy price if I ingest. And I just, I'm getting too old to come back from these um, allergic episodes and it's taking a harder and harder toll on me um, uh, to get to, to deal with. You know what I mean? Like, and the nature of the allergy changes every so often, right? It, it morphs in, more things are affected by it in my body. So I just, so uh, and, and, and it's not just me, it's other people that got all kinds of other allergies, you know, that need to know the ingredient, you know. So, so I just say that to say, when I go to restaurants, you know, I've got to do my due diligence. And, uh, and, uh, and I don't want people to be offended. But like if I'm at your house and I got to ask you, you know, uh, you know, what's in your, what did you make that with, you know. Um, and because people can get offended real fast about that. I've seen it already. <laughs> I just stopped being friends with somebody because they felt like 
I was a little insulting to their girlfriend on uh, but on this and some other stuff, which I, I was like, I, I don't give a damn about you or your girlfriend. I got to always be looking out for me. I don't care what she says. She could say, no, Babs, I made these in a meadow with no other thing around, whatever. My responsibility is to my own health. You're not responsible for my health solely. You're responsible in as much as I told you what the situation is and you try to uh, work around it accordingly. But the ultimate decision is mine about what I ingest. And I have to do my due diligence. That's, that's just it. I don't, I'm not apologizing for that. Then we just can't be friends. And if, and if that's how it goes down, then we weren't friends to begin with. Because you get a new girlfriend and now somehow or other she, she's what? Mad or, you know, she feels like I'm unfair or I don't know what she feels. I don't, I don't really give a damn. Because we're not friends anymore. So that's how it is. So I'm just saying, I have a great deal of experience dealing with people who get a little, you know, high strung when I say, well, how did you make that? What is that? Blah, 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 blah. Because I have to do it. Because I don't want to, I don't want to have to be down for five to seven days trying to fight through my body attacking itself. I just don't want to do it. So anyway. Anyway, uh, all is well. I don't think so. I don't remember a Curtis. Maybe. Girl, I don't know. I was, we, I've been out of high school 40 years. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I, I don't. Hmm. Why is he dead? When he sent a picture, what did he do? I don't know who that is. My sister just texted me with a picture of somebody talking about, was this person in your graduating class? Oh, girl, I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, we only had a handful of Black people, so you think I would know. But, you know, I don't know. It's the last name that's throwing me off. But maybe. Maybe. Maybe, Lo. God knows. If, I had to, if he was in a lineup, I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, pick the, I couldn't pick him out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember him. Oh, he passed away. Oh, Lord. Somebody in my graduating class. Yeah. I think I've already, I think I know about two. My friend Leon Davis. Now this guy. I don't remember this guy. I don't remember. But maybe if I saw some pictures, other pictures of him. Ooh. That just, you know, shakes you a little bit when. You get news of somebody in your graduating class from high school passes. You're like, oh, <laughs> and you know, I'm already like, okay, how much time I got? <laughs> how, how much time? How much time I got? How much time I got? You know, how much time? Because you never know. I, I, I just firmly believe I'll be walking down the street in an anvil and fall on me, and that'll be it. That's not the ideal. That's not what I want. If I could pick out the way I could die, I'd tell you. Like to go to bed after a good ass party one night, after drinking and, and and not drunk, but you know, a nice buzz, good champagne, good food, good music, friendships, all that. And then just go to bed and then that's it. That's how I, that's how I want to go. I don't want to go in a car crash. I don't want to fall off a bridge. I don't want anybody to kill me. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I we can't choose. I mean, we can't choose. I'm not choosing. 
So, oh, okay. Wow. Okay, I don't know. I don't think he was in my class. Anyway, it's a little warm in here. I, uh, you know, I don't have any windows up. I don't think I have any windows up. It's a little warm. I think it's, well, it's 68 degrees here. So anyway, uh, enough about, well, not enough. I'll come back to it. Uh, oh, thank you for all the comments and messages about the little girl. You know, I, I so appreciate people's concern. Uh, and the biggest takeaway for me in all of that is, um, you know, we just have to prepare our children. Make sure they know your phone numbers and your government name. If they ever find themselves in situations and their cell phone is dead. And I know some people say, well, the answer is they should keep the phone charged. I don't know how little kids can do that. You know, I, I don't. I don't know how little kids can keep that. You know, 11. I mean, who's, and you charge them when you get home. You know, I don't think she expected to be out all day like that. So, you know. And a cell phone is a good safety net, but it's not the safety net. It's just a tool, but it's not, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good safe, it's a good tool for safety net, but it's not the safety net. And the best tool for safety net is, uh, the best safety net is uh, information and awareness. Um, uh, that, that's the best, best safety net for me, I think. So, so if you're out there raising children, and I, and I know some of y'all are still, you uh, put that in your pipe. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> the best safety net is information. That's the best safety net. Um, and so I hope people take that into heart. So uh, I hope people take that into heart. So yeah, I'm still on this whole vibe about decorating and reorganizing my dormitory slash storage unit of an apartment. I'm gonna start with the bathroom. Now, see, this is where I waffle. This is why I'm not very good at making decisions sometimes that that are that don't have anything to do with saving the world. <laughs> I, I can make decisions about saving the world and working in community all day, no problem. When I come when it comes to design space and paint colors, I'm the worst, the worst. So anyway, I had a mindset about the color that I wanted to paint my bathroom because I was trying to go for some glamour. But now I still want glamour, but I was like, ah, maybe not, maybe not that color, maybe this color. See how I am? Flaky. So I need to just bite the bullet and buy the damn color that I'm using the bathroom to be done with it. I keep seeing black and purple, like a black and lavender. I keep seeing that in my mind's eye. But then every time I go and like, want to go buy the paint. I think, well, maybe not lavender. I don't know why I'm like this. I have no, I have no idea why I'm so, you know. And it's not like, I'm not trying to impress anybody or anything like that. I'm just like, you know, well, what do I really, what is my heart's desire? And, and the more that I'm indecisive, the more that it takes, uh, or to, the longer it takes to get it done. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want it to take much longer. I got I to gotta get into this. And I, as as I said to y'all yesterday, July and August is where I'm, I'm going to spend some time. Woo! 
Oh, Lord. Man, I've been paying bills left and right. Not much money left. Don't scare me to death. It's all right. I got enough. I got a lot. I got stuff I got to do. So I, I got bills to pay. But you know, when you put a bunch of money in your account and then you slowly see it drain out within, you know, hours. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, so we're not going to be here for Juneteenth. Uh, we're going to be closed July 3rd and July 4th. Hooray! So, so we're not here on Monday. It's Juneteenth. So everybody get out there in these streets and do your thing. Celebrate Juneteenth. Uh, and then uh, July 3rd and 4th, which is Monday, Tuesday. Uh, we won't be in the office. And then July 5th, I'll be at the Beinecke doing the annual What to the Slave is uh, the American 4th of July, which uh, Mike Moran and uh, Tobias Crepper pull off every year. I think this is by third, third or fourth year doing it. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. And, uh, and I love revisiting uh, Frederick Douglass's words because they still, still ring true, you know. Uh, what, what is our relationship to the independence of this country? Particularly when the independence for, for this country came when slavery was still very much part of the landscape, you know. How do, what, what do you want us to do about this? You know, we we still on the plantation serving and working. We're not free. You know, you want us to celebrate American independence without us even being Americans. And according to y'all, we're not even human. So I, I'm I, the celebration part is lost on us. What do you want me to say? <laughs> what do you want us to do? How do you want us to stand in that space? And you want us to stand there with y'all? But we're not equal to y'all. We're not even considered human to y'all. How does that, you know? So I, I, I read my lines with as much indignation as I think that it calls for, as I imagine he would have been giving this speech to these folks because he was a great orator of his time and, uh, and was often a call upon to, to speak at stuff. So, uh, so I'm like, I'd be like this, like, why y'all got me up here? What you want me to say? We still slaves. <laughs> why, why, are we, why are you wanting us to be excited about an independence that has nothing to do with our freedom and liberation? And that's it. And so, and so he lays it out, that whole speech. What to the American slave is your 4th of July? What is it? You know, what do you, I'm sorry, what do you, you, you want me to do what now? Is y'all freeing us? Like, what's happening? No. So, anyway, we get to recite it. Um, the same cast of characters that we've been doing it 
Eric Clemens, myself, um, Tobias Crapper, uh, a couple of other folks, uh, 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 Judge Graves. Um, so we, 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 we so lovingly recite these words and, and we do it at the Beinecke to an audience. We do it to an audience. And it's always, uh, it's always good to hear. It is always good to hear. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm in a good space. It's Wednesday. Uh, I have to go over to the paper and do some work, of course, and then see how the day shakes out. See what kind, if the rain is going to be, you know, that dangerous kind of thunderstorm that they are um, warning us about. Um, otherwise, I'll be, down, be downtown on the green for the, um, for the poetry slam. And the poetry slam is, uh, if all goes well, maybe the weather holds out, you know, uh, we'll be downtown and uh, on the green uh, judging. I'm a judge. You couldn't ask for a better judge than me. I love judging. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, I'm always like, judge people. <laughs> so so that's, that's, that's where we are. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing that. And uh, I'm about to go on break for a little bit because that's what we do. We take a break. And I love that people know my schedule out there. Because I've been doing this a, a long time. People always ask me, how did you come to this? I don't know. How do we come to anything? You know what I mean? Like, how do, how do, we, how do we come to anything? Like, how did I get married? How did I have children? You know, how did I join a sorority? How did I, you know, how, how do I, you know, how did I go to jail? I mean, you know, not jail, but prison. I go to prison. You know, it's just that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I don't know how to answer any of that. But I do have an idea. I'm gonna work on something. I've got a couple of things. I saw a piece on procrastination yesterday, and I'm, I'm believe it or not, and people, most people don't know this about me, but I'm a big procrastinator. Now, it seemingly on the outside doesn't look like that, but I am a procrastinator. But once I once I once I get the sled up the hill, I can you know once I run up the hill, push the sled up the hill, and jump on it, then I can. You know, but it's just getting up the hill. You know what I mean? So, you know. Uh, so do I go on break now, Harry? Do I go at, at 10.58? Why do I not know this? Because I always think I go at 10.58. I mean, 9.58, right? Unless I have a, if I have a guess, we cut it off right now. And then I go, oh, oh maybe I Maybe I got the time backwards. That's all right. I'm looking at my arts and ideas um, brochure. And I'm trying to see, um, seeing what's happening. That's what I'm, I'm looking for, stuff. I wish I could go to the Soul to Cuba um, storytelling dinner, but it's, um, it's sold out. I can't believe. You know, see, I, this, this is what I mean. I procrastinated. I knew that was going to sell out. You know, what time will I be home Friday? And my kids be asking me some of the, I don't know. What time, what time will I be? Oh, because you know what? She got to get the, you got to get the child. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when I take my break. Uh, but they got a whole, oh, this is a whole food section. Um, 
I've been wanting to do the Grand Avenue tour because I know, and that's a that's a Lee Cruz thing. And I might just just call Lee Cruz up and like, listen, this is what I want to do. So I missed that. That was Saturday and the beer fest. I missed that. Uh, there's a cocktail class. Why does it say June 13th? Thursday is not June 13th. Today's June 15th. But anyway, I missed that. Uh, so the Cuba thing is today. Jazzy's Juneteenth brunch is Monday, which, you know, if you're off work, that might be a nice thing to go to. And then um, Stephen Ross has a, uh, a rolling food tour it's from the Q House. That's Thursday. That's next Thursday. Thursday. That might be fun to do. So, you know, you Stephen Ross, who is our chef around town, you know, uh, he's gonna he's gonna um give us a little taste of fussy coffee and Ricky D's shack and orchid and <coughs> wing madness and dope and delicious. I have not been to dope and delicious. I have to make my way over to dope and delicious. I don't know why I, I missed it. Right, I'll go over there and find out what's happening. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make my way over to Dope and Delicious, see what they got in there. I just like the name. I just like saying Dope and Delicious. So I'm going to make my way over to Dope and Delicious and then see what else. And then uh, uh, what else? So, yeah, so that's the food. That's the food thing. And uh, so Monday, what I think I might do, since I don't have to be on radio, I might just sleep in a little bit. I'm already planning what I'm gonna do for the weekend, right? Like, like, like most people. Like, okay, so Monday, I could just lay in a little bit, or maybe this weekend is the weekend I really jumpstart. And people could come hang out on the porch if you if you're not going anywhere. I'll, I'll do that. I'll uh, maybe I'll have a little Juneteenth something, or show up at somebody's Juneteenth thing. I don't know. Or I just sit on the porch, wave my flag, be cool. You know what I mean? Uh, just wave my flag and, and chill. See what happens. And uh, make some cocktails or something. And, you know, use, use only black, blackity, black, black ingredients. And by blackity, black, black, I mean spirits and wine by black people. <laughs> I do that on Juneteenth. The usher in the summer, the official, the official opening of the porch would be Juneteenth. You know, and we'll have a summer of blackness. A summer of blackness. That's what we're going to rock with. A summer of blackness. All the black. I'm going to find all the black wines I can get my hands on. And, uh, and, and we, that's what we're going to do. Take off a summer of blackness. Because black is luxury, baby. Black is luxury. That's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to stick to it. So black is luxury. Uh, I wouldn't have blood drawn yesterday. I know I'm jumping all over the place. And the little man. Oh, my God. Look at this. This turned out to be, this is a bruise. This is a, God, I didn't even, you know, I'm dark skinned. So to see a daggone bruise on my black behind is something. And it's swollen. So, you know, I go in there, this little redheaded guy, little brother, little, I don't know, little redheaded brother. Nice hair color, though. At Quest over there at the Sherman Medical Building. So, you know, he was already a little cocky, right? And I, I know these types, these little phlebotomists who are cocky. Oh, I, I said, listen, this is how I start every conversation when I go get blood drawn. 
and I know where I like to go, but because I didn't want to go clear to Hamden where I normally go because they know what the hell they're doing. I went to this one over here at Sherman Medical Building because I needed to get around to my office. I needed to, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was just trying to cut my traveling distance. I get in there. He's like, you know, he's all sashaying and stuff, you know. And I tell him, I said, listen, I have very, very small veins. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm a professional. Don't worry, I got this. He tapping on my arm, tap, tap, tap. I said, they're very small. You might want to use a butterfly. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know. I've been doing this. Okay. All right. All right. You've been doing this. So he puts a little elastic on my arm. He taps the vein, taps, taps, taps. The first time he does it, he's like, oh, you got a roller here. It keeps rolling. She don't want to get, she don't want to get the needle. I'm just sitting there like, he's like, is this hurting you? No. So then he, he, he undo, he's like, well, did you drink some water today? I drank a gallon of water this morning. I know what to do. I'm 60 years old, bro. I've been, I've been drawing blood for a long time. And he had to do, so, so he take, takes the needle out of that one. And then he goes down lower. Now, I, if he would have been amenable to listening to me, I would have told him, just take it from a hand right here, the small vein with a butterfly. You know, the butterfly that they do with little kids. Right here in the hand, I'll make you a good fish. You can find a vein. No. He digs in this one. Digs. And he finally gets one. But I'm. it looked like somebody, it looked like I was in some kind of abusive relationship. You know, I'm never going back over there. I'm just not doing it. I'm, I'm not going back over there. Because I see, this is the kind of mess when people are so cocky, they don't want to listen to the patient. I didn't even notice it was black and blue until just now. And it hurts. I was like, come on. I'm not messing with you. I'm just not messing with you. So, tell you, such a drag. Anyway, I'm going on break. I'll be back at 1015. Come on back. We'll talk some more. We'll kick it. We'll kick it. I'll find something else to get into. Thank you all. Thanks, Harry. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases, with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org.
Second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Wednesday in the L and it's Sunday before the storm. <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm just sitting here looking around my space, figuring out where I need to get started. Oh, <laughs> I need to start a GoFundMe. Help me trick out my space. That's all right. I'm going to get into it. Once I get into it, though, that's how I am. Once I walk into it, I'm in it. I just got to get into it. That's my next move. So anyway, I hope everybody's doing all right today. It's the middle of the week. I think we're expecting some rain, which we could use the rain because we need the rain because, you know, we, we always like teetering on the, on the edge of drought. <laughs> and we don't want drought. So I don't have a light in front of me. I have my window in front of me. So the light is coming through kind of filtered. So that's why I sort of look sepia toned, which is not a bad thing. So, you know, here's my likeness done by Susan Clinard. That's me. Those are my cheekbones. That's my nose, my eyes, my lips. She just got me. You know, I'm on awe of people who could do that kind of stuff. Because God knows if she gave me a piece of wood or a piece of clay or whatever and said, oh, Baz, make me. I'm 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 of stick people caliber. That's that's my talent. I do a mean ass stick people. I don't ah. <laughs> but I believe everybody's an artist. Some are just better than others. We are all artists. We are all artists. So anyway, I might have to stop by Fussy Coffee and get me um because they do light roast, which is the most caffeine coffee, just so y'all know. Uh, I might stop by there and uh, get me a cup of coffee on my way to all points in the city. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm going to order some paint today. Today is the day. I'm just going to order my paint from Claire. I'm going to order a can of paint from Claire because I want to be committed to buying paint from that sister. So I'm going to order my paint and then I'm going to order some heirloom paint so I can paint my bathroom cabinet and, and trick, start tricking out my kitchen cabinet. <laughs> Whatever color I land on, damn it, that is going to be the color. <laughs> uh, 
I am partial to this kind of blue, that cerulean blue. I, I am partial to that. I was gonna go black, you know, cause I love black, but I love color color. Like, well, we'll see. I, I think I'm gonna go with that blue, that blue. I keep seeing it, you know, that Parisian blue, but black is good too. See, see, this is the, fool. you see the foolishness with me? You see it, you see it, so. So yeah, so uh, I don't really want to talk about politics, but Donald Trump showed up, got arrested, arraigned, all the stuff, and then however, you know, whatever, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know, uh, he's got a long road, and you know, I, I tell you what cracks me up the most about all of this. Uh, what cracks me up the most about all of it with Donald Trump is that nobody, he has such the reputation for not paying people that no one wants to be his lawyer. Nobody wants to be his lawyer. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. And lawyers are everywhere, you know. I mean, he's got friends who are lawyers, but they want to get paid. So there's a clause in the in the whatever piece of paper they filed yesterday that says him his inability to his our inability to get paid does not it, it, it can't be the reason for not being able to pay can't be the reason why you withdraw from uh, representation. I, I've never seen that before. Maybe that's standard language. I don't know. I've never seen it. But so I think they put that in there. So if somebody takes him on and he doesn't pay them, that um, you know they can't just withdraw. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It just seems crazy to me. It just seems so crazy. So it's not my story. It's not my business. I mean, it's it's my business in, in as much as uh, um, I am a citizen of this country and I care deeply about what happens to it. Do you know what I mean? I, I care what happens to it. So that part, I don't know. This is just, uh, just all kinds of crazy, you know, just 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 all kinds of crazy. Uh, so, but you know, I say it too, like I tell people, I stay up on it. I stay up on it and, uh, I, I don't shirk my citizenry responsibilities and, uh, I don't. So hmm. anyway, it's Juneteenth weekend, get into it. And, uh. Uh, I want uh, folks to enjoy the holiday weekend, you know, and get into it. And there's a lot of stuff going on. So, I mean, there's there's a lot going on. There's Juneteenth celebrations all over the place. Uh, Hamden, I believe North Haven, North Haven was always trash talking New Haven. Uh, they got a Juneteenth celebration. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like five people going to show up to that. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the fact that they're having one, Hamden is having one, uh, North Haven is having one, Westport is having one. 
um, uh, uh, New Haven, of course, we got like two or three of them, four of them going on. Uh, there's one at uh, that's happening at uh, Concord up, up here in, on New Hall, right? That's one. Uh, Hanin, Miss Hanin and them are downtown. Uh, uh, Kelly Merrill and them are over uh, uh, in Dixwell having, having one. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity for, uh, for Juneteenth celebrations. If somebody, if I hear somebody, I, I'm telling you right now, if I hear anybody say to me, oh, I had no idea there was Juneteenth. How come I didn't know about Juneteenth celebrations? Because I'm going I'm to say, because you didn't want to know that Juneteenth celebrations were going on. That's the only way I can process that ridiculous question. I don't care if you're white or European or whatever it is you claim. If you don't know Juneteenth celebrations going on, shame on you. Then you don't live in this city. Then you clearly do not live in this city. I know this is a harsh judgment, but I'm tired of the people saying, oh, I don't know what's going on when they're not even trying to find out what's going on. You wanted to, you know how you find a job? That's how you find activity. You know, you know where to look when you're looking for employment. You know where to look when you need, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Say it's the same energy, same energy. Y'all know where to look. Ask people. If you ain't got no friends who don't do nothing, I can't help you with that. Change your friend situations. You got to change your friend situations. If you got friends who don't do nothing and go nowhere, I can't help you with that. All I can tell you is there's stuff happening. There's stuff going on. Go, I, I, everybody I know is on Facebook. There's a handful of people I know who aren't on any social media and they manage to find out stuff. There's a lot going on, you know. There's nothing going on. No, no, there's a lot going on. There's nothing going on. Oh, no, 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 no. There's tons going on. Oh, there's nothing going on. You could go, you could go to Jet Nolo tonight at 8 o'clock and hear uh, Nick D. Maria and his band play jazz and eat good-ass pizza. I'm just, I'm just saying, eight o'clock tonight. If you want, if you want to get into something, that's what you should be doing. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, get into it. Just find out. You know, do a search, a Google search. Listen, the arts and ideas have a whole digital um, program book up. You could, you could just peruse that to your heart's content. And and find your way to uh, find your way to some good activities. Now, now, if you don't want to be out here in these streets enjoying activities and concerts and music and food, say that. <laughs> but don't say nothing is going on because there's lots going on, lots. There's so much going on, so much. So get into it. I mean, I I run these streets, and I listen. I don't have children at the house. My children are grown people. I don't have to coordinate their lives. I'm not the manager of their lives. I'm only the consultant. And, and that's on an as-need basis. I'm not, I don't insert myself into their stories. I don't hover over them. They need me. They know how to call me. They need money. They, they mom, can you cash at me 20, 50, whatever it is. Mom, okay, when you got some time, I got something's on my mind. Okay. Because that's how that's how the door the door is open for them. I don't I don't I'm not in the business of telling them what I think anymore. I, I had to do that when they were little kids. This is what I think you should do. When they were little, because they had to learn how to make decisions. You know, now they make their own decisions. 
And and I'm gonna tell you this: a lot of the decisions they make, I don't half-ass like. So I'm not saying that my kids make good decisions. No hell, no, they don't. <laughs> they do not. But you know what? I'm not gonna do. Get in and try to manage their life the way I think it ought to be managed. That's not my role anymore. So I'm the consultant. You know how consultants work. You you do a, a memorandum of understanding and let me know when you need me. You need me when? Okay. I'm always going to be their mother. What I'm not going to be is their day-to-day whatever. They got to be able to stand on their own two feet. And I need to see them stand on their own two feet. I don't want to have to die for them to become their own saviors of themselves. Because that's usually what happens. If, you're, if you have the kind of mother or father that is so engaged in your life that they have to die in order for you to grow up. I don't want that. <laughs> I want them to grow up now. I want to see them fly. I want to see them do all the things now. And if, and if I need to be a safety net, so be it. You know, um, uh, uh, then I, I want to be able to be around, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, raise them into adult. They're already adults. No more raising. There's no more raising. Now there's just, mom, what do you think? This this is my situation. I'm working it out this way. And I don't give no advice. I just help them figure out the scenarios that would be in their best interest. Because the minute you start to, and that's with any damn body, the minute you start telling people what you think they should do, that's a bad situation to be in. I don't even do it. Every now and again, I do it with my friends. If they, you know, if they find themselves in the pick one, I was like, well, this is not what I think about it. This is what I do. But I, I, I don't, I don't, I give the kind of advice that puts it back in people's hands. You know what I mean? Because most people that come to me, they're not really seeking my advice. They're just, they need a safe place to have a conversation about. And they need a safe place to unpack what they're going through, you know. I think that's where I'm, I'm, my, my strength lies with people, that I can sit with people and help them walk with them as they unpack whatever's going on. I don't give advice. I just help people unpack what, what's happening for them and give them a safe place in which to sort of say, this is how I'm feeling. And I, I like that. I don't, I don't have a problem with, you know, people coming on the porch and, and, and having conversation with me that is private or sacred to them because it's sacred to me. If I have a one-on-one conversation, every conversation I have with people is sacred. That's what I think. Um, uh, and I, I don't, and, and I value, I value trust and friendship. And, and, and I think people need, some place to go. I don't. I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed with talking to people. I don't. I don't take on people's problems. I don't do that. I don't. I'm not weary of people's problems. I understand the necessity for people to sit with someone and share and unpack what is happening to them, what's happening with them, whether it's a decision they have to make about a new job or a boss or a relationship or or any of the things that make people troubled, um, sometimes these conversations need an outside airing, you know, but it has to be safe. You can't, 
you just can't be telling your troubles to any old body, you know, uh, before you take it to your circle, or maybe you want to work it out separate and apart from, you know. And I, I'm a good asker of questions, you know. Uh, I'm a good asker of questions. So that's all I'm saying, you know. So, and I think people appreciate me that way that they know that they can come and sit in confidence with me about what ails them, you know? And that's, I take that, I take that very seriously. I'm not, I'm not troubled by that. I'm not worn out by that. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't, I don't feel tired about it. I just, I feel like that's what I'm, I'm called to do. I just feel like that's part of what my calling is in my life to just, you know, uh, be there for folks and there's no heavy lift for me you know uh i i like living with i like living with the modicum of wisdom you know that i that i have amassed over the over my lifetime I mean, i'm 60 i mean if i if i'm not wise now god knows when <laughs> I, and I, I and i like i like to think of myself as wise you know, and that, and and being wise doesn't mean you don't make stupid decisions. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't mean that. I I make bad decisions not all the time, but I've made a few. You know, um, and 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 I know how to. I don't know how to correct it. I make a bad decision. I know how to correct it. You know, and I know how to take a loss. I'm no longer losses don't break me. You know, I I, I know how to take a loss. I, I think that's a real strength. Some people, they take a loss and it cripples them. They can't go up, they can't go down, they can't go left, they can't go right. It, losses cripple them. I don't care what the loss is. Any loss, some people just fall down and they can't can't get back up. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I've never been like that. I take a loss, I process the loss and I, and, and it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Things hurt. I hurt all the time. People have said mean stuff to me. I've watched people be mean to me in my face. I've watched people say hurtful things, you know, because it's, it's in them to say hurtful things. And, and they think they're not saying hurtful things, but they're saying hurtful things. I pay I listen to people, how people are around me, how people say stuff. I listen intently. I hear people. I hear it. I hear how people talk about me. I hear good and bad. I hear what people say. I hear stuff that masquerades as compliments, but are not compliments. <laughs> you know, I hear it. I hear it all the time. I hear it. That's all right. I hear it. I hear you. You know, uh, uh, but I, I know how to process those those things. I don't concern, I don't concern myself with who likes me or who don't like me. I only concern myself is that I like me. That's probably why I have such good friends, because I don't concern myself with winning them over. I'm my, they let me be myself and I let them be themselves. And the way that we roll with each other is that we understand each other and it's a tight circle, the four of us. It's a tight circle. Uh, and I uh, know we have people who are adjacent to the circle, who are 
just outside the circle, uh, it is our circle. You know, and we're welcoming women, very welcoming women. We'll rock with you, have a good time with you. But we, but the four of us have a real understanding about how we how we move with each other, you know. Uh, and that's why we travel the world together so well, how we get together and girlfriend it up and and you know, I mean, we just know how to let each other be each other and we support each other. I'm always excited, you know, I'm always excited when my girlfriends are doing amazing things. I don't think I've, we've ever had one time where we said, you know, uh, whatever, you know, we're always supporting each other, you know? And uh, I, I had just told Ife the other day about somebody who I don't F with no more. She didn't even realize. She's like, oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> like, cause I don't, cause if I don't F with you, I don't gotta say nothing. I just keep, I just, I just go about my world. I don't got to tell people, I don't F with that person no more. I don't have to do that. I don't use to, you, if you pay attention to me, you'll see it. I don't mess with them people. I don't mess, I, listen, and there's a handful of people I don't F with, but few people would, few people would know that because I don't go all over the place and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, there are some people who I find suspect, but I still mess with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, who are shaky, but I still mess with them because some of the cool stuff that they do overrides some of the ickiness of them. Do you know what I mean? And there's quite a few people in that in that group. You know, I was like, hmm. uh, and and I and I and I and I I won't mess with them in the sense that I'm not gonna get down with them for some stuff. But the stuff that they're doing, I'm happy to sort of like lift up. Do you see what I'm saying? I, you know, I, 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 I rock like that too. There's, there's some people I'm like, mm, I see you, you know, I see you. Um, but I'm gonna keep it moving on my end. So, you know, and then there are people who I just absolutely adore. Just adore. <laughs> adore, just adore and love everything that they do. And always just like, yeah, 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 rah, rah, rah. So, so few people know the people I don't like. Most people won't know the people I just don't like. You know, that's all right. <laughs> I don't I don't need to run around doing that. Because you know what I don't need to do? I don't need to get a posse of people to be on my side to dislike somebody else. I, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. I rock with how I rock. I, I could be the only one in my group that don't like somebody. And my other my other friends won't even know. They're like, Dad, you don't like? Nope. I don't F with them. <laughs> we ain't know. There ain't nothing to know. <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing to know. Ain't nothing to know. That's all there is to that. Ain't nothing to know. So that's so that's 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 how I'm shaping up this life a little bit, you know, because I got a vessel going on my altar that's me even the color is gorgeous like it's i'm brown it's brown you know it's like a nice walnut brown i like it i love it thank you susan clinard i'm just gonna i'm gonna let it sit i'm gonna sit i'm gonna sit here like it's an oscar <laughs> better than an oscar <laughs> i love it it's just so pretty it's like me like somebody did that 
Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't do my own self like that. So very, I love it. Thank you. I can't, I can't, I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. So, um, so I ordered some hot dogs. I, I get, um, what do I get? I order from, uh, Imperfect Foods, you know, this is one of those outfits that, you know, rescues food from places so it doesn't go in a landfill or whatever. Or, you know, stores can't take it because, you know, the cucumbers are too short. Stuff, stupid stuff like that. Or the tomatoes are, are too big. You know, they're just gigantic. You know, like it's just imperfect food. So, uh, so I, I made my grocery order. So it's getting delivered today. But I got some grass fed uncured hot dog. These are the most perfect hot dogs you can eat because all that other mess, all these other hot dogs with all these nitrates in them will kill you. I mean, everything's going to kill you. We're all going to die. But if, if I could choose what I eat, I'm going to eat grass fed, organic grass fed uncured hot dogs, beef. And I'm going to get, I think I have some sauerkraut because I've been craving hot dogs and sauerkraut. And I only crave this as we march to summer. This is my summer treat, hot dogs with sauerkraut and yellow mustard. And sometimes some grilled onion or raw onion. You know, depending on how I, how I feel. So I can't wait this weekend to grill some hot dogs and sit on my porch and eat my hot dogs. And I, and I ordered some athletic beer, which is a non-alcoholic beer. Uh, some athletic beer. I'm gonna drink my athletic beers and eat my hot dogs, and 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 put on some vegetarian beans. That's that's not a struggle meal for me. That's that's what I like. <laughs> you know, everybody has a struggle meal. You know that 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 struggle. You know what struggle meals are. You know when you, when you you know when you 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 waiting for payday. You don't got enough money for groceries, and you gotta sort of makes a meal out of nothing. My struggle meal is usually pasta, just pasta with a little sauce and, and whatever is in the fridge. That's, that's usually my struggle meal. And, but it's also, it's also my extravagant meal too when I'm feeling fancy. Cause then, you know, I make a fancier sauce and I put all the fancier vegetables in it. But when it's my struggle meal, whatever's in the fridge goes in it. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, whatever's in there. If it's just onions that go in the sauce, all right, that's the struggle meal and some sauce. That's it. Lots of garlic and 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 whatever, whatever's on hand. That's it. So that reminds me, uh, I gotta I gotta put some fresh dirt out so I could pot some. Maybe I'll try to get that done this weekend too. Maybe that's something I do on Monday. Pot up some vet uh, some uh, some herbs and stuff in the. In my garden on my porch, I have a raised bed, and it's time to uh, put some fresh dirt in, some potting soil dirt, and uh, and plant some stuff. So I was at Lowe's and I saw they had tomato. I, I really would love to do some tomatoes, but I don't think I get enough sun on the porch for tomatoes. So I have to find some. Oh, I don't even know if I need that much sun for tomatoes. I got to read up. So anyway, I'd like to grow some herbs. I'm going to try it. Give it a shot this year. Grow me some herbs. 
um, you know, some basal uh, time, you know, stuff like that. See how well I do. And uh, while I'm trying to nest, build, build out my space. Uh, so that's, that's probably what I'll do after, after all the arts and ideas festivities. Because I don't think I have any arts and ideas festivities at night. You know, like there's nothing going on uh, Friday night, I don't think. Like most things are done by not that late, you know, so we'll see. Uh, except homecoming, that's, there's a concert on the green Saturday night. So I'll make that. And then Sunday, I don't know, it's Father's Day. Uh, I wish my brothers and all the fabulous men I know happy Father's Day. And then uh, Juneteenth is on Monday. So uh, we got a lot going on. Got a lot. Oh, I go see my, uh, I have a new doctor I go see on the 20th because I've got to get ready for the colonoscopy. It's been 10 years. That 10 years feel like it went by yesterday. I feel like I just had this done yesterday. <laughs> I just feel like, I just feel like I just had this done. My gosh. Hmm. So, so that's the that's the idea. That's my that's my planning. And and then all the other stuff that I have to do. Oh, I've got little little small things that I need to knock out, which I'm going to do and uh get that handled and uh, knock out some things and move about the the city. Uh I hope the rain holds out, but I don't feel very hopeful about it I just don't because you know everybody's like oh it's gonna rain it's gonna rain uh and then we need the rain I'm not complaining about the rain I'm, I'm absolutely not complaining about the rain I'm so not complaining so about two o'clock about two three four five o'clock then I guess by six o'clock it'll stop raining but we'll see it might it might I might be able to be downtown we'll see what happens so uh, my, my, we might just get a little short rain stint, and then after that, uh, peace and quiet. So, you know, uh, the Arts and Ideas Festival is going on, so enjoy that. Tomorrow, my guests will be the folks from Gateway Community College. They're going to come on and talk about uh, this alumni stuff that they're building. Uh, they're trying to build up their alumni association and they got some uh, stuff, upcoming stuff that they're trying to do. So they're going to come on and talk about that tomorrow, 10, 15. So if you're gateway people, you know, gateway people, they might want to tune into this tomorrow. Be a good conversation. Uh, I'm looking forward to it anyway. Uh, and then Friday, I've got a, a Concord people to come on to talk about Juneteenth, their Juneteenth celebration over there where they are. They got good space over there. That's good space at Concord. I like what they did with that whole building. And if I, if I could get my studio over there, Paul, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Paul's like, you can do what you want, Babs. <laughs> I don't got a dog in that fight. So anyway, that's the way of the world. So I'm about to jump out. It's been an amazing morning. And listen, Tune into WNHH Radio. There's so many good shows. I stumble across stuff all the time. I like uh, Marcy Lynn. I love her. 
uh, I like Ty. Uh, of course, I love uh, uh, Behind the Scenes. Those 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 cats, I like them. Uh, every now and again, I catch the CCM conversation, you know, because I like to be tuned into to the the machinations of the political what's happening in cities and towns. So sometimes I catch that. Uh, the weed people crack me up, but I tune into them sometimes too. So uh, there's some good shows on this network, on this station. So, you know, tune in, catch something every now and again. I love staying the man jazz. I love catching him for the jazz because he plays, he plays some good stuff. I love catching him. And, and oftentimes I can catch him when I'm, when I'm in my inner city office and then I go and tune in. Uh, and that's the time I use that time for his time because I love it. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of other folks that I dig too. So, um, so yeah, so WNHH radio is on and popping. Get into it. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Harry, you are, you are the DJ extraordinaire. You are just playing my inner band. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.